on Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude. Hey, screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me too, Nico Lira. How are we doing, AJ? Alrighty then. <laughs> I'm smoking. <laughs> it's time to party. P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> long time coming? Yes. Very, 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 very long time coming. This, this, to me, could actually be... This could be the one for me, if I'm honest. This, uh, <laughs> Talk to me about that, the one. The, the, the one, AJ. No. Yeah, the one. Why do I say the one? Because when I grow up, what was growing up, should I say when I grew up? <laughs> but when I was growing up, this was the man to me. This was the one when I said, I want to start a collection. I want to catch every one of this guy's movies. Um, Have you? No. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting there now, but this was on the VHS days at the age of 12. And yeah, yeah. Just Sit down and shut up. You ain't getting that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the collection's slowly but surely getting there now, actually. Um, more on the comedic than the other stuff. And uh, there was a point where stuff changed and I haven't really kept in contact with this guy the way I used to. But Agreed. if I ever have to quote someone as my guy growing up, the, the, the actor to go to. 100%. This is it. And I do I have the honor, please, of mentioning this name? Shoot. It is the one, the only Jim Carrey. Yeah. I, <laughs> He's meant a lot to us, this guy. He's meant a lot to the silver screen dudes. Big time. Absolute big time. He's the reason why Will Ferrell gets his to do his shtick. Yeah. Yeah. That's just real talk it, right there. It, it really is. And... It is that zany character that he mastered that just allowed to open the door for others, but none, none, and I maintain that none can follow. No, what he created, it was second to I mean second to none, and it's there, it's lasted to me. If anyone could bring it, bring it. I I, I more than beg I've, you to. I've I, seen I, many I, try and yeah, many fail. Exactly, that is exactly it. Often imitated, never duplicated. Never bettered, never perfected. Just. Oh, I love this guy. <laughs> uh, so it's funny though. So we nearly missed it. We to nearly be fair. missed it, and it was very, very well spotted by you. Because again, it's one of those things that we have said. We look at Jim of old, and then there's been a bit of a dark era. Let's call it what it is. And then it was well, I, unless it's a fan selection or us just deciding to honor someone for ourselves. When does it come up? And then we're like, okay, here it is. Now this is a film that had a lot of backlash based on trailers. I actually haven't heard feedback of the actual film. In fairness, I don't know Average, if you have. Average, I've held. No, what's nice is that I was expecting terrible. No one's turned around and went, it's terrible. Do you know, that could be for We're the We're talking case about of, Sonic. We are talking Sonic. It could be for that, that once the trailers first hit, everyone thought Sonic was going to be the biggest pile of, but they still went in there just to... Oh, no, no, we, ha- we, we have Elf. 
Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm, aware, <laughs> I'm aware of this. But with that, I think we were leading into something that people were like, you know, I'm just going to do it. And it was now better than... Uh, expectation was so low that it exceeded expectation, which probably isn't hard. Mm-hmm. Probably isn't hard. And it's there. What's really interesting while we're on the Sonic topic... Shoot. Sure. We've got on it. It's amazing how it's brought back a nostalgia war. <laughs> Everywhere you go... I don't know how this is a war. I literally don't understand no, how this is, is a war. Because they were the face of each franchise, and you can't deny that. I, 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 one is still alive and kicking, one is dead and buried. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. And I was a Sega guy, like, I, I accept the defeat in the fact that for some unknown reason, because Sega was a good console, whether you touched it It had its own console, then it just became a studio, and then it just became a distributor. Like, it has died. I'm aware. (laughs) I'm aware. However, for that, and sadly, there are games like Streets of Rage, which have never been seen on any other platform. However, the face of Sega, as bad as it is, as bad as it is that he's in ultimate enemy territory, had Sony been able to just purchase Sonic and let him live through PlayStation, it would have been one of Well, he's there this month. Well, he is there. He is there. But more than anything, he does come face to face with his enemy that is Mario in Sonic and Mario at the Olympics or any other place. Sonic is always sorry. There. Sonic is not Mario's enemy. Stop even trying to play they that mythology to they me. They are competition. You They're competition. Play. You're not going to ever tell me that Sonic belongs in Mario's canon because he doesn't. I'm not. I honestly. Bowser would, does. I, Wario does. No, 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 Donkey Kong does. No, no, no. Those when, are when, those when, are man them no, enemies. Th- th- those are enemies in his universe. But when you're talking yeah. of character pieces of. Everyone's iconic hero. It is Mario and Sonic. You can't deny that uh, that element. Bitch, Sonic couldn't no, but, hold bro, 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 bro. Let's to be Mario. Honest. It's Sonic, Mario. Whether you want to talk Crash Bandicoot, Ratchet and Clank, all of those bastards come underneath. It is those two are the titular characters. Oh, they are. They are. Of, they are the Batman yeah. and Superman. Yeah, no doubt. they are. They are. And everyone else is there. You know. And that, in that sense, is you know, it, imagine if you ever had that moment of. Batman standing face to face with Iron Man or something. That's what Sonic. Actually, do you know what? It's not Batman and Superman because that's giving Sonic too much credit. It's fucking Batman and Robin. Sonic's Robin. No, Sonic's no, no. a backup dancer. No, 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 no. Listen, I, I, I am being as polite as possible because this is not where we're going. We're talking gym. <laughs> but you can talk whatever. And I, I have to accept it. Yes. As a man, to be fair, I had both machines. I did have both machines. I enjoyed. I played I the Sega. I, 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 there was something about Sonic that I enjoyed more than the original. Than the original Mario. However, I will say, and I dare anyone to challenge me differently. And I haven't gone on to sixty-four, right, mm-hmm. or beyond. But there is no better, and I will say it. As much as I have all the love for Sonic, and Sonic, if we're talking Sonic One versus Mario One, Sonic wins. If we're going to talk ultimate platforms. Mario 3 will probably kick anything else that Sonic produced. Mario 3, eh? Mario 3 was my game. Mario 2 was a very weird game. That was the six coins, wasn't it? That was the one where it it was very, it felt very much like, dare I say, Atari. You could be like Princess Peach. Was it Peach who was in that one? I think you're mixing up because Super Mario Land 2 was the legend of the six coins. No, 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 no. This one was... Nintendo slash Super Nintendo at best. Ah, uh, see, I'm thinking Game Boy. Okay, no, no, no. This one, very Game Boy, if you would, though. It felt very platform of just up, down, and you could swallow the flowers. It was a very weird game. Ladies, is this hot? Are we dropping those panties right now, talking about Mario and Sonic mythology? Are you attracted to the silver screen dudes? Shame on you. 
pay, but both take it. So really funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're in good place. And shame yeah. on them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shame and on them. Now you know. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, as I said, without going anywhere, it's, it's just weird how it Let me squash this style. shit right now. What song's this? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is it? Mario. Come, hum me, hum me Sonic. There are Squashed. No, I mean, I'm just not the best at humming it, and it's a bit more awkward to do it. It's like, anyone knows Emerald's like, dun 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 no. You're such a cunt. I knew you were going to... Now you made me use the big word as well. I didn't really want to go down that way. But there are... Do you know what? Check it. Anyone who's played Mario... Do you know what it is? Mario had a one consistent theme song. Sonic didn't. And Mario Actually, it one. did. It is there. It There's there. something there in the I'm nether realms of my it. brain that I'm tell me you're telling the truth. It's, I'm not having it as much, but it was there. Hmm. But Mario was more consistent in the fact that it was in every game. Mario, Sonic had it when he went super Sonic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, when the stars Bro, were he's your character more than mine. From, from then, I've moved on. Can we get back to Jim? We can indeed. Fuck this silly war. Mario wins. It's just... Do you know what, you know what this just means, though, don't you? What's that? It, it does mean the world wants more than just movies from the silver screen dudes. Like, we could go into any realm. Because I know there were some people I like, th- guys, don't shut up. Don't shut up. <laughs> like, keep this going. <laughs> but right now, we are talking Jim. And we'll just leave it there. Right. Shall we? Indeed, we can. No! So for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to leave that five-star rating on iTunes and all social podcast platforms. And please be sure to share this podcast with any movie fans that you may know. How does the movie Mount Rushmore work? AJ and I each go to sign a topic. We go our separate ways and we come back in studio with our brand new lovely equipment. Quick side tangent. Really sorry. I know that the first two episodes recording with this equipment were not the best and we had some audio problems. We've done a little bit of testing before recording on this one. We think it's fixed. If it's not, still working out the bugs. But we're getting there. How does the movie Matt Rushmore work? AJ and I each go to sign a topic. We go our separate ways. And we come back in studio, hint, hint, with our shiny new kit, and deliver to you the silver screen news, our individual top tens. AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. Then we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are running off our individual top ten list, one person has a movie in higher position, that person will say... Punt! And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have rounded off our individual top tens, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. The these are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is Jim Carrey movies. Alrighty then. <laughs> Very good. Right. Okay. So um, my number 10 is actually the one that I think, when I talk about the dark days, this was the film that led to his dark days. And this is Man on the Moon. Have you seen it? So here's a funny one. I haven't seen Man on the Moon for my sins. Um... Something Man on the Moon related is on my list. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Obviously. And I can tell you, having seen that made me want to see Man on the Moon even more. Something Man on the Moon related and Jim Carrey related is on the list. It's going to blow your mind. Interesting. 
Okay. Some people know what I'm talking about, which is really good. I'm actually quite surprised you haven't seen this, what I'm referring to. But Unless I haven't, I've got a total blank, which could be You might be having a life. total blank. But yeah, you shoot with Man on the Moon, go. So, Man on the Moon is actually, I, th- I think to me, this was Jim's dream project. Because when it comes to, we talk about how Jim Andy Kaufman. Our, yeah. How Jim influenced us, like, to be film fans, and for me especially, Andy Kaufman was that guy for him. Yeah. Um, taxi his whole life so Jim having the chance to portray this character was everything to him but and I believe in being everything to him he delved so deep into the character that it led to the current state that Jim's in and it's battling the bipolar disorder and the rest and where people don't trust Jim as much as he does I will still have love and respect for Jim I don't care what he says there are some stuff that may be a bit quirky against the grain but there are other stuff that have made sense yeah um Hollywood kind of stayed away from him very hard from that um, after that. But for me, this film had, it, it's bittersweet because I, for me, the chance to emulate your hero, perfect. The fact that Jerry the King Lawler is in this film, <laughs> as a wrestling fan, is another tick. The fact that it's what gave a dark day to Jim is what makes it hard for me. Um, it was also, it's weird because as much as you try to recreate your character and having watched Taxi, the TV series, yeah. and hearing him try to do the Andy Kaufman, I was like, it's not there. You know, Kaufman was Kaufman for that. Jim was something else. You know, Jim expanded what Andy could do as far as I'm concerned. No, no disrespect to Andy Kaufman. Oh, I don't know Rest about that. But we just said that Jim's, the way Jim acts was unique to Jim. Andy Kaufman was one thing. Jim I'm was another. Build on this when we get to my entry later. And but carry that, on. That's where I'm. I'm mixed and torn, and I respect it, but it, it it is bittersweet to me. I can't say more. But it's the life and times of Andy Kaufman, played by Jim Carrey, who worshipped the guy. Interesting take you have on Man on the Moon. We're going to have a good debate later. What's your number nine? My number nine is Batman Forever's. Sequel, not sequel by sequel, but it's the second time Joel Schumacher and Jim Carrey um, work together. Oh, thank God for that. (laughs) Where is he going? (laughs) No, I don't. You'll be happy to know that I just had to say Batman Forever because it won't be on my list. So this was my. It didn't make your list. It didn't. Oh shit! It's Jim, dude. Oh shit! I just had to drop it in quickly. That was my sly way of doing an honourable. It was on the list at first. Of course it was. It's you. (laughs) This is you we're talking about, Um, and that shit's deleted for life. At least for a season for you. But it's a profile episode. I'm like, he's going to bring it back. I was, and that's what was my way of thinking. Oh, he's going to fall. Ah, yeah, fuck. No, I didn't. I I played with you on that one. This is the number. 23. Yeah, I remember really. I've only seen it the once. I really had a good time with it. Which, funny enough, the rest of the world hasn't. I don't get it. I don't know why. I, I the memory really, I have from this film is liking it. I, one, it's it's not the usual Jim Carrey. And that could be what killed a lot of people. It's not the usual Jim Carrey that you're looking for. No, nah, it's twisted. But it's twisted. And it's the story of a man who's out with his wife one day. And they're looking at a book. And it's called The Number 23. And the more he reads this book the more he thinks it's linked to him and he was able to create 23 in absolutely anything um the hiroshima bomb dropped at 8 15 8 plus 15 23 um as he starts to read the book he sees two guys with a jersey on it it's two and three and at first he just brushes it off but more and more it starts to be like hold on this is connecting to me the day he met his wife we were you know I was 23 years old. It was on the 23rd. And like everything, he finds a way of calculating it. And more and more, it leads him down a very, very dark hole. And 
like yourself, it's been a very long time, and that's why I was like, could this be? And I felt bad. She's like, this should possibly be higher. This should possibly be higher. Maybe. But it's a very long time away that I'm sketchy on it. And I was like, Ooh, okay, I'll give it to him. But it was a complete different side to Jim. Yeah. It was Jim doing dark, and it worked. Really dark. It really dark, and it worked for me. And that's why the number 23 is there. Fair. Didn't make my list, but I remember having a very good time with the number 23. Cool. So, yeah. Right, my number eight, mm-hmm. Bruce Almighty. As my number ten. Okay. So let us let us vamp. <laughs> Bruce Almighty is really funny because what sticks out to me the most in Bruce Almighty is actually Evan. Yes. <laughs> and that's the problem. Yes. Steve Carell actually owned that in the sense of when okay, let's and start. And Steve Carell's gone on to bigger and better things than Jim. That's just yeah. some real talk. It is what it is. It is what it is. And you know, as much as we say there are stuff Jim does with his face that no one else can do? Steve's Jim, there. Jim, Jim <laughs> is given the power of being God for a day. Bruce is, you know, he could be God for the day. Or forever. It's not even for the day. It's for a while. And when given this gift, the guy who is his ultimate enemy in this new station that he works for is Evan Baxter. Yeah. It is Baxter. And now he starts to manipulate Evan to get him fired. And what he does there when he's manipulating this guy of doing a live news report is absolutely hilarious. It is one of the best things. Steve Carell was able to work that. That is when you say, okay. (laughs) 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 Okay, you're not Jim, but my God, you had me on the floor. My God, you had me on the floor. I like a dua, a (laughs) (laughs) cha-cha. It's very interesting in a way. It it was later past the the mania that the world had for Jim Carrey. And it was like, no, I still got this, guys. (laughs) I still do have this. it, it It was enough. And I think this is weird. If you ever think of two films that are linked, how do you get Evan Almighty from a guy who was it such a side character? It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good, but from a side character that they thought, let's try and build this again. Because it made because such that an one impact. Scene was it was so that funny. one impact of a scene. And the fact of imagining Jim Carrey play God. It's just <laughs> Or given the power of God. And Morgan Freeman the, playing God. Which is perfect. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They were just it it was fun. It had its moments. It has a, you know, it shows you that even if you have everything and you can control everything at a deep root, if you pay attention to the real stuff, you don't yeah. need the rest. And that was a good message from Bruce Almighty. No, it's but, got some deeper meaning to it, Bruce it does, Almighty. It like you think you can do someone else's job better than them? Now yeah. you've got the power. What yeah. what are you gonna do, do with it? Yeah, yeah, here we go, tough guy. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a reality check for everyone thinking the people up above you. Yeah. It's not so easy for them. It really is. You think they got it all smooth and they're riding around in their uh, Cadillacs and their Stingrays. And then yeah. you get that shit and it's like, oh, this is hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is very hard. And I love it, that, that, that sort of moment where he realizes, oh, shit, I've got stuff to do here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. And he's like full speed typing and all the post-it notes. And uh, it... And with some surprising depth to Bruce Almighty. It, thank you. Thank you. But that scene. <laughs> exactly. That scene. That scene. I would like everyone to know that I have a tiny little voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's just like, what the hell? And it, 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I lost it's my stuff. It's so funny. That so. scene was amazing. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I actually think Jim was quite guilty of overacting in this one. <sighs> it, it, it's, it's, like when I'm she's t- getting him out of bed and he's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. 
It's like it, it's too much. But do you know what it is? It's that there is there is two sides to Jim Carrey. That it's Jim Carrey acting, and then it's Jim Carrey acting in that character. There are other characters where it's just that is the character, and then there's you know like get out of bed and he's overdoing it. It's because he's meant to be quirky as a character in that, which yeah. you know it's so it's, he's that ultimate cheese fest, and that's where sometimes I I'm like. Nah. Is he overacting or is it just that, that he's just showing this is who that guy is to his other half or those around him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, agreed. So that was your number eight. Indeed. This is my number ten. My number nine, well, we're definitely going to say punt the Truman Show. My number seven. So, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to do the ultimate. Have I ever told you this one? Good friend of our, well, mine. He lays on the spectrum with you, but school friend Yash once said something to me that messed with my head completely. I'm listening. Have you ever thought if you were in the Truman Show? Now you awesome. Then you think that the world is watching some of the stuff that you sooner prefer they didn't watch you were doing. Bro, let me give you some real talk here. (laughs) If I'm in the Truman Show, the world's had a good fucking ride. Fair enough. The world's seen some shit. (laughs) I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Like, some of my misadventures slash adventures with all sorts of dangerous animals. Yeah, Does my mum and dad listen to the show? I've just got to be careful about... We will stop there. Yeah, we'll stop stop there. there. There's certain things I'm not going to (laughs) say. If you're the actor parents, then you know. If you're not, then you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know some of the shit I've been through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Move it on. People got a good ride, so... (laughs) Yash, hey, go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so the Truman Show. I think the Truman Show is quite fitting, especially in an era of now. I mean, they showed it in a very early phase of it. But right now we are so deep in reality TV. You've got your big brother. You've got your love islands. You've got your... I refuse. Celebrity. I'm just saying they're out there. I'm just saying they're out there. But we do have Made in Chelsea, which is wonderful. <laughs> not done it. I've not done it. But then for every Made in Chelsea, there's also a Towie. There's a yeah. new, um, what's that, Jersey Shore. They're out Geordie there. Shore. Geordie Shore. <laughs> They're all out there. Um, what this one done was delve into a very interesting concept. Mm. You guys want to watch 24-hour TV? You want to follow someone 24 hours a day? You got it. Here we go. Let's start from birth. And they actually adopt a kid and they create this studio. It's so fucked, isn't is it? built on that. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it's funny because it was borderline on the comedy, borderline on the reality because you're seeing how this guy is actually surviving once stuff starts to get uncovered. And you're like, wow. And it really does make you wonder what life really is and how much we are a slave yep. to technology and stuff. Uh, you know, one of the things that always gets to me is I'm a major, major fan for props and film sets and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right, I, I yeah, yeah. I be all over the place with that. It, even recently, I was telling a few people, where is the most iconic place to meet in King's Cross? Oh, and nine and three us, quarters. Everyone gives me all the, I'm going to beat you with that, actually. Everyone gives us all these different areas. Oh, the Starbucks, oh, the Little no, no, Brand, all, all of this. And I said, it's really funny, because the film buffs, like Nico and myself, when we had to <laughs> meet our other halves in King's Cross, our, both of our houses was... Nine and three quarters. Yes. There is actually a statue called The Meeting Place. And that's from another film. It's actually honoured where two people met. I can't remember what the film is, but someone told me that. And I was like, it's actually, the statue's called The Meeting Point. Why are we going deep? Anyway, but what I'm getting is... Why are we going deep, though? Just nine and three quarters. I know. But yeah, that's nine and three quarters. But what I loved was, 
imagine if you actually lived in a film set. It would actually be quite uncomfortable. And the, yeah. the end scene, when you believe, you know, we, we have this, you have the flat earthers, you have those who accept the earth for what it is. And I'm not insulting flat earthers when I say accept I the am. earth for what it is, but it is what it is. Do you know the best one for this? I'm tangenting so much. Do you know flat any earthers, flat earthers? Not personally that know me. Remember our friend Flo? He's one. He's now a flat earther. Okay, do you, want, do you know what I love? Apparently, if you go to their website, <laughs> it says, the Flat Earth Society, we have members around the globe. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> I mean, too good. It, it says a lot. It's, we have members around the world. I mean, <laughs> if you want to yeah. go with that. Like, around. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Around the AJ. world. So there you go. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, that is that, too good. That closing part where he's just trying to get to, you know, he's floating. I don't want to spoil it, but you know, when he exits the studio and it's like, my God, imagine that's just the end of the earth. It's yeah, like yeah. a game, you know, when you play the game, it's like, you can't go any further. The invisible wall. Yeah. Diddy Kong racing days. Yeah, all of that mad stuff. And I was just, it just opens your eyes in such a way to the weirdness of the world and different ways of looking at world. You know, it, that's why the Truman Show has a very interesting concept to me. So for those of you who haven't seen the Truman Show, AJ's kind of hit the nail on the head already. It's the story of... Jim Carrey, who has been adopted by a TV studio, and the whole show is a reality show of him being raised from birth. The world follows him step And it's become a sensation. You know, six o'clock, after work, you're watching The Truman Show. Dinner time, you're watching The Truman Show. You're going to, having a bath, you're watching The Truman Show. I love that guy in the bath. Run! Run! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, the world has become obsessed with the Truman Show and the huge director of this is Ed Harris who I think plays the sort of artiste auteur very very well yeah Um, really really well but I um, and the way he kind of realises that he is in the show slowly but surely is the little you know technical glitches like with the rain or like the faux pas or what happens if he actually God forbid breaks character yeah you know? Yeah. Because his character, his whole thing has been like, I'm afraid of water. So you can't drive across a bridge. So they never really preempt him to be driving across a bridge. <laughs> and it's like, he's going to drive. He's going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> this is it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's just one man's, I guess, it's universally understandable because ultimately we're all looking for our place. We're all... You know, what Yash was said, probably not... In, what Yash said about imagine if we're all in the Truman Show, he didn't mean it to the level of depth, I think, that no, I'm going to say this. Time, but, yeah. but I'm going to say we kind of all are in our Truman Show. Yeah. Because we are all looking for our place in the world. Yeah, for, for sure. For deep. Sure. Deep talk. It's a deep film, subconsciously, you know? Yeah. That is, that is the thing. Right, my number eight. Um, this... So you haven't had to wait long. Remember I was telling you few minutes ago mm. about the uh i have something man on the moon related hit me. so it's a documentary mm, hit me one of these. yeah but bro i think i've heard i i've saw jim and andy it's on netflix yes it's it's only been released recently it's it's quite old actually. i think it's over a year because i'll tell you that's what, recent in the well, scope yeah. of film but what happened what, is yeah, that they had this footage on lockdown for over 20 years since Man on the Moon was filming, and they've released it now, 
And while they're playing this footage, they've got Jim, they've got present day Jim Carrey sort of talking through what they're what they're watching. And bro, he went to Daniel Day Lewis depths no, he, of method yeah, acting. He did. It was a deep, deep. He went deep. I did. I was not. But it, it didn't stop when the camera stopped rolling. No, that's what the he documentary was, yeah. showed. And that's he, why I said it took him to a dark place. He went, yeah. he went deep. He went deep into it. Like Jerry honest, the King Lawler attacked him when the cameras weren't shooting. Like you know how Andy Kaufman had yeah. that you know well documented rivalry with uh, with the King, the King yeah. right? Jim fucking re-embodied that and they've got Jerry like on you know on sort of behind the set's camera going it's like I'm fucking with Andy again so I may as well be reliving my life here this I need some fucking time man like Jerry the King Lawler literally having a bit of a breakdown going this is getting way too much for me it what was that was the thing and I'll be honest with you it was that I saw the trailer for that documentary that said to me before I watch it I have to do Man on the Moon I, I didn't, didn't know that they were from. related. So I we, actually we, didn't go back. So we've kind of... Yeah. See, two combined to one. We've there done each go. other's we, job. Yeah. But I think it was unreal it, it, to the, watch the, the trailer, lengths that he the went to. The trailer showed me that. And it was funny because I think... To be fair, I think I might have started it. And I said, no, I've got to stop. I need to watch this film before I know. And I can see... The more I'm watching, the more I'm like, Jim, you went to town. You went to but town. But to a degree, I didn't, I didn't know he had this range. Like, we all know that he's, you know, a physical comedian. We all know that he's got impeccable timing. We all know that he's very good at physical imitations. I didn't know he was a method actor. Like, he went method on this role. It, you know, for He stayed in character months. for six no, no, months. Of course, of course. For every... He, he's, he's a comedian. He's a comedy actor. That's what people take him for. You take the number 23 plus another thing that may come up later on, I'm sure... There are times that he breaks that, but because he has been so wacky and he has that perfect time and people have just kept him in that box. Yeah, but here's the thing. You think Had with these good comedians, even with the ones we're talking about, uh, we'll be talking about later, I'm sure, as you said, you can be a good character actor. This is method acting, what he did. Like, he, he took it to a level My I thing, did not know he had. My thing is, would... Jim Carrey have been willing to be a method actor for anyone else but Andy Kaufman. That could point. be that could be the reason why it was so deep. That's a very good point. That that could be the reason why it's there. But bro, I I saw this and it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, it's big. It's big. From what I saw alone, it's big. Yeah, blew my mind. Couldn't believe it. Cool. Yeah, that was my. So we've done your seven, which was the Truman Show. Your six. So we, yeah, sorry, just remind me of 10 again. 10, Bruce Almighty, oh, 9, Truman one. Show, 8, Jim and Andy. Okay, my number 6, you want? Hmm. Liar, liar. Punt. Okay. <laughs> my number 7, Pet Detective. Punt. Okay. Punt, punt, yeah. My number 6, P-A-R-T-Y, because I gotta the mask. Punt. You're punting on the mask, okay. Yeah. I had a feeling this was going to happen. Okay, so you're five. Dumb and dumber. Punt. Okay, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> um, my five, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Punt. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, it's good how we both love the same movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it shows that he, those are the ones to talk about, yeah. Uh, although I'll be surprised. I've got one coming up where I'm like, I bet you haven't seen it. Which I, what, Earth Girls Are Easy. 
Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> um, you punted my five, so you're four. Cable guy. Didn't make the list. Seen Have it once. Seen it? seen it once when I was a child, and I think I watched it too young to understand the zaniness of it. Yeah. And I've never been back to rewatch it. Cable guy is absolutely nuts. I mean, <laughs> first of all, it's really funny because you got to show us deep to in Seattle. In I my, remember that shit. In my in my office at the moment, I have a guy called Stephen, and sometimes I call him and I'm like, God, I've just said it like Jim Carrey, because that is it, Stephen, 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 and. Steven. It is so weird how this one works because Jim Carrey is. You can't even give him a character name because it, the guy doesn't have one. He's just the cable guy. And it's amazing. It, it's weird. This is pre internet and it shows the power of stuff that happened pre internet because you had your basic channels, then you had the world of cable. Cable gave you access to everything, much like YouTube and the internet does now. So when your internet is down, and you've got the cable guy coming along, and you're like, look, imagine like, just I'm going to use this very UK um, to the rest of the world, so please bear with me. You have your one to five over here, then you've only gone for the basic package on Sky, and the basic package will give you stuff like Sky One, so you can see The Simpsons, and not anymore. Other, well, whatever. But I'm just I'm just working with what I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. And then it, you know, that's it. You've gone for that, and the stuff that will probably open your eyes to Jerry Springer. Done. But then he, the cable guy comes along and says, you know what, don't worry about it. We're friends. You've been a pretty cool guy in a conversation, as you do, when you get stuff installed. Steven. Here, take Sky Sports. Take, you know, so now you can watch all your wrestling and everything else. And now you can watch the movie channels free. Now you can watch the dirty movies without anyone knowing because this guy has unlocked absolutely everything for you. But in that is this seeking of friendship. You know, when they say nothing comes for free... Nothing comes for free. Legit. And this one was the cable guy coming to Matthew Broderick's house and just becoming oh, absolutely... Yeah, it was Ferris Bueller, wasn't it? Absolutely hooked on the guy. And then you just realise that this guy has built a world by doing different people favours. And because he's a cable guy, he has access to people's houses all the time. And just by quoting a name like, oh, your friend Stephen, you know, recommended me, you're into that person's house and you start to see their world. And it's very... It's very voyeuristic. Mate, it's pure Hitchcock. Yeah. It's some rear window shit going it on. Is. It, it, it's, it was done in a comedic way, but it's very dark at the same oh, time, yeah. what's going on. And very much like the Truman Show, it shows you how much we're so invested in TV mm-hmm. and what happens when that stuff is taken away from us. But how, yeah. not only how we invested we are in TV, but how uninvested we are in other people. Yeah, yeah. and But the the, the cable guy... I tell you what, it, it gave me some comedy as well. It, it, at the end, you, you take a serious tone, but this was another one of Jim that was just, it was so weird. It was very, very weird. That I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it made you uncomfortable. It was also the first time I saw Jack Black. Fuck, he is in this, isn't he? Yeah. Damn, young Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah, well, bro, as I said, I've seen it once. I don't have much to it's add worth to it. Worth another few. Worth another few, personally speaking. So my number four? Yep. So what's better than Pet Detective? When Nature Calls. Okay. The fuck? So my problem was, in honesty, I just took Ace Ventura as a character. Hell I, I no. I wasn't sure which one I was going to put in. No. They are both worthy. They are. They are. 
and they are two separate. They are very different films. Do you know what? I, I, they are. They are very different. They are very different, and I will just accept whichever one. One's a freaking buddy cop movie for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Kim and Courtney Cox. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, okay, take it, bro. It's when nature calls. <laughs> It's spears in the leg. It's the slinky down the fucking temple. It's the, <laughs> it's the raccoon. Man. It's the monopoly man. It's the it's the uh, high horse silver away. It's the down baba crush the car. Oh me, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang. What will do? Hi ho. It's it's the say hello to my little friend. It's Chicago. Chicago. Shawshank Redemption. Shish kebab. Chicago. You're out of there. <laughs> It's the, it's fucking brilliant. It's the opening raccoon reenactment of Cliffhanger. Like, come on! This film is mental. It's mental. What are you doing, eh? That one drove me in. And it wasn't when I first watched it. It's when I watched it later on in life. And I remember the guy just kicking me and goes, okay, I- I'm going. But before I go, I just have one thing to say. What are you doing? Stop what, it. What Stop are it. you doing? <laughs> and you just, Get see the the elephant. <laughs> you just see the elephant coming and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And I love, love, love the way how he's so hyper. He's like Sheldon crossed with Sherlock Holmes. Because he's actually a legit good detective. Yeah. Like, that's real yeah, talk. Yeah. Like, so, he so, spots there things. No, there is no denying the basic stuff. And Yeah. All right, what we'll... But then when he grabs, like, the guy's whipping, and the, the whipping stick, and he whips the guy, and he's like, funny, it didn't hurt so much when you were doing it to the horse. <laughs> it's like, the fuck? He's protective of what he's protective of. And this is where, like, it's very difficult, because what I'm going to do... Just based on the fact that I used the character of Ace, and I wasn't sure how to split this. Hell no, it's split. It's split, but now we're talking and, Ace. And, and as I said, is. When Nature Calls, I think, is far superior to Pet Detective. But I'm just talking about the actual Pet Detective himself, as you said. Mm. There are other parts where... But we keep it Nature Calls for now. Uh, okay, we'll go with Nature Calls. You know, it's the... It's the tasting of the guano. It's the, it, you know, it's it's all this different stuff that he does that you're like, what are you doing? And it's like, it hints to a result of something. Yes. And you're like, yeah. It's a brilliant. Good point. Like he's, and he spots the guano on the guy's boots and yeah. he knows, you know, wrestling the crocodile. Like, oh no, don't start what you can't finish. <laughs> Spike, Spike. <laughs> what does Equinity Watcher mean? White Devil. Equinity I, I, I realized you call me uh, Equinity Watcher again. This how they know you. Leave that part out. Yes, <laughs> he much better fighter than you. Dory! <laughs> Papa, throw me a spear! Ah! Ah! I remember one time. I remember me. one time. This is one of the worst things you could ever get in life, but it happened to me. I was laying in bed, and I caught a cramp in one leg. And as I'm fighting to get up, <laughs> to stretch it, I caught a cramp in the other leg. Oh. And I am now on the floor, <laughs> crawling. Ah, and I literally took ah. to Twitter, and, we, and I posted that video. I'm like, this is how I feel at this exact moment. I felt like I had two spears on my freaking leg. I had the Ace Ventura moment. <sighs> oh, yeah. So good. Or when they like shoot him with the dart and he's running <laughs> through the jungle. 
Hey, who does he not share? So good. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, bro. How dare you leave when nature calls off? Everyone loves I, a slinky. I gotta I, I get torn, a slinky. I was so torn. I was just, I'm just going to say Ace Ventura. And I, I'll, give, I'll give it when nature calls for the benefit of. And we can touch on Pet Detective slightly. If you would. No, we will. But, yeah. You punted, so. But as I said, it was, I actually didn't believe you would. You did say Pet Detective, which should have said to me, just keep quiet. But I, that's why I was like, it's punt, because I was in between with two. But well, we haven't got there yet. Eh, fair enough. Fair enough. So that was my four. Your three? Did we just get there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went Eternal Sunshine as a spotless mind. Okay. Great film. Um, again, this film. was the other range that I talked about of Jim, because it was just mellowed. It was just... It, it, so mellow. Yeah, so mellow that you're like, huh? <laughs> Richard Carey? <laughs> like, really? What did they do to you? <laughs> Another tranquilizer. What did Andy that. do yeah. to you? Yeah. You know, it was... It was just... It was just showing that actual thing of what heartbreak can do and what you would want, how yeah. far you would go to forget. And then the question of what is actually meant to be? Because if you were to do, you do something, does it stop? It can't stop you from, am I leading into spoiler territory? Am I? No. No, you know, by forgetting someone, does it lead you, by forgetting anything, does it lead you back down the same path? <laughs> yeah, there's no, that no, very no. universal question of is our destiny intrinsically linked to our memory and mental state? Sure. Yeah. And it, it just, it, it's, the <sighs> film shows so much. It shows happiness. It shows pain. Do you it know shows... what I, I think it's a resounding success of above everything you've just said? Think about, obviously, it's something we always take for granted. Everyone does, us included. You know, film is essentially visual storytelling now we know that as a society we know yeah film yeah visual storytelling books you know not visual storytelling um how would you visually because something like having your mind wiped you need to be ultra descriptive for that it would lend itself to a book incredibly well how do you visually show without doing cheesy narration, which the movie is never guilty of doing, and for yeah, that I commend yeah, it. Yeah. How do you visually show someone's mind being wiped? And and I don't mean like looking down on the patient in a fucking hospital bench and him seeing him convulse. I mean actually getting in his mind. Yeah. Seeing the images played across the mind and gradually fading out. Without it being cheesy. Like, how do you do it? Do you do it as a cheesy montage? Do you do it with a cheesy narration? Do you do it showing him in a hospital bed? No, none of the above would work. Somehow this movie pulled that off. And I think that facet of the movie, I don't think people give it enough credit for. Because to show a memory being wiped and to make it so compelling, it's like, fucking hell. I don't think I've ever seen that done before. Good point. Good point. Very good point. I try. I give, uh, I, I give it to you. I give it to you. Yeah. And it's weird, you know. It's like how you can see the color palette slightly being muted, or how there's uh, there starts to be vignetting around around the side of the frame, and it's like these motherfuckers have done something really special. Really here. took some time. Really took some time on it. You're, you're right. Yeah. You really. Yeah. So aside from the story of just wanting to forget heartbreak, which again universally relatable. 
Fuck me, man. To visually portray a memory being wiped. Like, that's something. Yeah. That's really... Like, that's... Seriously, that is a fucking feat of, of cinematogra- cinematographic excellence. Yeah. It really is. Like, it deserves kudos, this film. It does. It does. And that's why it came so high on my list, mm. to be honest with you. It's so, a work of art. It is. Um, my three... Lie, lie. Okay, which was my number six. The one I believe has been deleted <laughs> from me on a normal basis. So I had to get one in, you know. Um, I'll let you take the cord because really one is high for you and two it's... Um, <laughs> I've kind of deleted on it. Nah. <laughs> it you know. But remember, it's a profile episode, I know, I know, so you're allowed. In, in the sense that I, I just feel like I've done it so many. But if I will to take the ring one more time, the story of Jim Carrey, who, who plays a lawyer, who, you know... As most people know, lawyers like to bend the truth where they need to in oh, order yeah. to win a case. And he, this is a lifestyle for him. He lies his way through life. And it starts to affect his son, who just really wants some time with dad. He, you know, he, he's it's, it's a, a son of a divorced family, so it's, he yep. doesn't always get the most Again, time. Leave and it to a Jim yeah. Carrey comedy movie to have universal themes. That's yeah, why they're good films. Exactly. And here we are now just looking at the fact of you know, he just wants some quality time with dad because when they do have good times together, it's brilliant times, but they are very few and far between. So now on the son's birthday, all he wants is time with dad. So, and when it doesn't happen, his wishes, I just would wish that my dad could just tell the truth for one day. And when it happens, it just changes his life. I've, I've gone deeper than I ever have on Liar Liar, actually, because mm. I was taught the, the comedic side. And that's when it then, this is when the fun ensues because... He wakes up, and this is just after bedding his boss oh, <laughs> to climb the amazing. ladder. How is it, it for you? I have had better. better. <laughs> I mean, you, you're doing this to climb the ladder, and you just insult the bitch. <laughs> you've done. You, you've been pushed way. Down. That was snakes and ladders. You went. You're at 99, and you've gone right back to number one, my yeah, friend. Yeah. You are finished you are finished but what was what's funny is his little sort of outer body experience you have after where he goes i've had better (laughs) and then he's sort of brushing his teeth and he looks at himself in the mirror he's like i've had better like what is that like what came out my mouth how did you do that and then the more yeah then it turns into the pen is blue (laughs) the goddamn pen is real (laughs) Blue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to the fact that he can't even write a lie. The, the more he tries to write it, it write just, it, uh, write it off, Baker. Hey, hey, Chester, what's up? Your cholesterol. <laughs> Jesus. And it's when the boss tries to screw him with the board of directors, and he oh. insults everybody piece by piece. And it works. And they, they were like, they love this guy, yeah. and it's like, yeah. And it just starts to show more and more that maybe the truth isn't such a bad thing, you know. He's a pontificating, condescending ass. No, no, it was. He's a pontificating, condescending, pompous asshole, a steaming pile of cow dung, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's his name again? I'm trying to remember. I'm blanking. I have Stan in my head, but I don't know why Stan's in my head. Because the mask, like... Stan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is that one, but for some reason, I don't remember his name. I really don't. 15 years ago, a burglar fell through my friend's roof. A burglar. The burglar landed through the kitchen, 
through through the uh, the, the, the burglar landed in the kitchen on a kitchen knife. The burglar sued my friend. He sued my friend. Now tell me, is that justice? My f- the burglar sued my friend. My friend had to pay the burglar ten thousand dollars. Now tell me, is that justice? No. no. I would have got a 15. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the no fucks given. But it's the courtroom. Courtrooms yeah. and table scenes are usually the kiss of death for any movie. This court case is just... It is legit brilliant. Admit it. Admit it. You humped her bread out. You stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I will I will say this because there was only one film that outdoes it for a courtroom scene. Have you seen My Cousin Vinny? No. You have to see My Cousin Vinny. This is Joe Pesci at probably his best. Like okay. aside from like you know in a comedy comedic side, yeah. But yeah, it was oh, every it's side. The fucking turkey. You stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then when he's just, you know, when it's like, this isn't going well. This With going seven well. separate counts of adultery, what's your case? Our case is simply this. Beep. Beep, 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 beep. Very funny. You want to play hardball? I'm game. He takes it to levels. This is going bad. What do I do? What do I do? How can I stop this? I can't lie for 24 hours. Adjourn the case. Adjourn the case. Go into the courtroom. Get into the courtroom bathroom and kick him. Just fuck yourself up. We always come back to this scene because <laughs> like, it's so What are good. you doing? I'm kicking my ass. Do you mind? It's so good. And that's what that... Oh. What I love is... I'm, Who did this? A madman, your honor. <laughs> A pitiful fool who's come to the end of his worthless life. <laughs> and you know you it's the truth. <laughs> what did he look like? Yeah, about six foot two, brown hair, big teeth, kind of gangly. <laughs> <laughs> so descriptive. <laughs> Search the building. I love it. I fucking love that film. You told me this case was winnable. I'm driven into the hands of another man. Seven. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and then it's that part where he, you know, again, he can win a case and he's now found out that he can win a case via the truth, but he doesn't then want to. And he wishes he could go back to being a liar mm. because it's like the, the principles have now kicked into this guy. Yeah. And oh, there was so he's much. He's a good father. You know, it's, yeah. It, yeah, like fucking most Jim Carrey films, it's got depth. Message somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I say that. My number two, I'm not so sure about. Um, your number two, sir. So this is where I, I will give it Pet Detective. Even though oh, I'm wow, you went that high. Because I left it as just Ace. I, don't, I know what your number one is then. Right, so I went with just Ace Ventura because honestly... When you take the zaniness, you talked about that, and it's just the way he finds stuff, the way he found the Super Bowl ring when the actual detectives couldn't. So good. The way he detects the blood on the bottom of a banister with the whole, the entire um, Miami Ah. PD. Exactly. Are you 100% sure you heard screaming? Are you 100% sure you had to open the door? Yeah. So what's your point? (laughs) (laughs) What are you paying at? That is three-way, what is it? It was three-way glazing or something. Three-way glazing. There is no No way way. with that balcony door that they heard that scream. (laughs) Roger Panaka was thrown off the balcony to his death. Jordan swings back. Swoosh. And that's the game. 
Can you feel it? Can you? I have exercised the demons. <laughs> and then there's the other side when they take the piss because this guy is so focused on on animals that they they they're actual detectives and they're a bit of their superior. And the guy squashes his the the, the um the bug. the bug. Hey Ventura. <laughs> Look, homicide, what's the motive? Well, I would uh, assess it and realize that the guy had uh, insane penis envy and then I'll spend the next three hours parking his wife. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? And then it's, so it's those bits good. where he's, he believes one guy has kidnapped the... the, the Snowflake. The, the snowflake, well, was dolphin. You know, he, he believes he's got him and he, he goes searching around the house. Here's Snowflake. Here's Snowflake, and then it, he lands in the he lands into the pool, and it's not it's yeah. not a dolphin, it's freaking a freaking great white. Like, That's not Snowflake. That's not Snowflake. <laughs> Do not go, go in, in there. there. And this but you know what... the best part? That was ad libbed. <laughs> that yeah. was actually ad libbed. Like the whole woo. Yeah, that I, I, wasn't meant to happen. I heard, it, like, I heard it was all in. Yeah, this is natural gym. And why I just went Ace Ventura because you have. Really? Alrighty then. Yahoo! Yahoo! In like a glam. <laughs> All of these. Okay. Classics. Now, yeah, they are classic lines that, as a child, I mean. Me Alrighty then. Me the... walking around town now, trying to do that, people are like, "What the hell are you on?" Right? But it was just they were everything. You Unfortunately, with our movie fans, there has to be a loser. They don't know what you're talking about. Le who, Zaher. I have to remember that other one when the <laughs> detective um, Einhorn. Maybe I'll take you out for a date sometime. Your number still 911? All right then. So wacky and zany. Your number still Okay. It's just all these small bits. Oh, but it's like when he's jumping around the room. All oh, right, what is the connection? Ihorn and Finkel, Finkel and Ihorn, Ihorn and Finkel, Finkel. Ihorn is Finkel. Finkel, Finkel is Ihorn. Wait a minute, Ihorn is Finkel. Ha ah. <laughs> ha. And that's why the chewing gum. So much chewing gum <laughs> in the clothes. Like, and that scene where he's in the shower and it's like, oh, does you manage? <laughs> You could not get away with that now. <laughs> I mean, it is so homophobic. It is so it is, homophobic. Is, but, but, and don't get me wrong, right? Do not get me wrong. And I could be ve- I could be tending on the thinnest of ice now. You are already. I know this, yeah? If you are any form of, whether you're homosexual, whether you're trans, you have to be honest with your partners. And it's that fact of, it could be anything. It's just it's just the discovery of a lie. It doesn't even have to be in a homosexual relationship. Just that discovery of a lie and how it breaks you. Where are we going with this, AJ? I'm just saying that's why you can relate to it. You know, imagine you found out that your girl, uh, no, I'm not going to say your girl and slept with your best friend because that just leads to me and you and all sorts of, we're going into a dark zone. Yeah, it never happened. don't do that. But what I'm saying is, you know those bits where it breaks you off the deceit. I feel like That's... you've got something to tell me now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but it's that, it's that heartbreak, that realisation of all the deceit, is that it just breaks you in such a way. That's what it was with Ace, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are other parts that are transphobic, you know? He found Captain Connection, you know? It's just like, it's like okay, you know? But again, it's all to do with the deceit. And it, that, that's the sad part. And the whole fucking warehouse is like... <laughs> <laughs> Even the dolphin like... <laughs> you know, 
God, what the hell were you doing? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray Finkel one. Freaky motherfucker. <laughs> Freaky Finkel. Uh, laces were out. The laces were in. They were in. <laughs> He's like, nope. No, they weren't. Oh, I love that film. I truly love that fucking film. Both your, of them. Your gun is pointing into my hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that film. What's better than Ace Ventura 1 and what's better than Ace Ventura 2 is my number two. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. I was really, really tempted to go. I, mean, I, I get torn in these. Now, do you know what I want to put down? If there is a Jim Carrey line that has lasted throughout the time is one that was so basic and just used once and it was I like it a lot I like yeah. it right? people still use that and no one I will give it credit it's true that it came from the opening parts of Dumb and Dumber yeah just so so classic so casual so blase just nothing but what's funny right, is that they're called Dumb and Dumber but actually their dumb jokes are at uh, <laughs> they're not in your face dumb. They're actually inherently quite clever. Yeah. Like when he's talking to the girl and he sticks his head at it. Excuse me, my driver's lost. That's a lovely accent you have. Where are you from? Austria. 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 Well then, g'day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you have to have a modicum of education to know that yeah. what he's talking about vis-a-vis of Australia and that has nothing to do with Austria. <laughs> right? But you laugh at this, AJ. It, but there it, are next true. motherfuckers. You hear these soundbites all the time of people going on these radio shows to win a prize and decide, tell me a colour that begins with O. Blue. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's all these stupid bits. Tell um, me an actor whose name begins with, uh, with Q. Oh, you're a man, Q Jackman. It's like, <sighs> the Fuck. What's the capital of Egypt? Pyramids. What? Camels. Come on, stop like, it. No, motherfucker, these, these happen, things yeah. happen. So this is what I'm saying. It's like, Dumb and Dumber, again, doesn't have the thematic depth to it. No. I mean, if you want to read, you can say, what would the lengths that someone's willing to go to for love? love. But he's not in love. But infatuation. But it is... But it is it's creepy and stalkery. Are, it's it's creepy rapey. It's creepy and stalkery. Yes and no, but remember, Bro, it's from a, listen, no, 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 but take it on this, yeah. He believed destiny had come into his life, yeah, and it was just through casual conversation. He, he and it's like fate gave him the chance that she left her suitcase behind, and it's just to return it to her. Except it's not. It wasn't because she mentally yeah, the suitcase. but to him, it was just like to him that like, this is my dream girl. I'm a but sister. to the audience, remember, but remember, <laughs> remember when you watch it in the beginning. She places it down. He's driving. And what happens? He's like, good. He thought he lost her, even though she was the greatest thing that ever happened to him. He's like, goodbye, my love. <laughs> right? And it's like, <laughs> fate has now done it. That With that accident, had it, not, had it just been goodbye, he wouldn't have been a creepy stalker. Like, I need, you'd just been like, I met the greatest girl. She's gone. Yeah. In that accident, fate has it. Like, oh my God, Mary, you left your suitcase. Remember, he was just running back to give it to her. She had passed the <laughs> gate. She had passed the <laughs> gate. Oh. And, it's, it's all these weird bits. Her name's Mary Swanson. Like, Swimmy, Swami, Samson. Samson, I was such a way <laughs> <laughs> And it's all these weird bits. Eh, Harry, your hands are freezing. No, but it's like, what I love is 
when he's chasing after Harry on the on the freeway and he arrives in a little fucking motorbike and he's and Harry look and Harry's like, What did you do with the car, Lloyd? <laughs> and he's like, Traded it for this hog about twenty miles back. And this is what you think. Just what Harry's I think. Got. You can't do anything. <laughs> this is what you think Harry's smart. Anything more s- dumb. You go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's all these bits that show you like they just don't realise what they're doing. In in a very casual conversation. I got worms. Excuse me? <laughs> I got I worms. Got worms. <laughs> it's the name of our pet company and all of these bits. And pretty then, bird. Oh my god, that is so Oh yeah, it's pretty bird. <laughs> and then it's because they're so stupid, people believe they're smart. You know, dear gas man, these guys are good. What do you mean they're good? How do they know I have gas? <laughs> they were just hiding from their actual gas man. <laughs> Very good. But do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> and we cannot, we cannot move on from Dumb and Dumber. We cannot move on from Dumb and Dumber without talking about being pulled over. Uh, so what have you guys been up to? Sipping back on Grandpa's old medicine here. <laughs> Give it to me. So I, oh wouldn't God, drink, sir, I, I wouldn't drink that if I was you. You'd shut your mouth if you know what's good for you. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh God. It, it was a classic. It was a classic. For, you know, if I was to talk... I, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind because of the depth came in there. Mm. But this was one of the holy four to me, without any doubt. When it oh, no doubt. And obviously, we have to go to a rush, so I don't want to get into it. But for me, it was such a classic. That, and it was hit after hit when you take Dumb and Dumber, you take Ace Ventura's. You're kind of rushing yeah. more English shit. No, yeah. I'm saying, but for me, this is when I was like, I just need this collection. You, I needed this collection. As All a you've done is highlight how fucking difficult this Russian one was going to be. Yeah. They were going to struggle here. Yeah. So that was my two. Right. Before we actually reveal our worst... Because I do have one. Oh, I do have one. I was like, there isn't one. And then oh, like, there, there is one. Yeah. Before I re- we reveal our worst and before uh, revealing our best and also movie Mount Rushmore, here is a quick word from the Lexi. Hey, Silver Screen dudes and fans of the movie Mount Rushmore podcast. Uh, I'm Dave, I'm from the Lexi Cinema on Chamberlain Road, uh, London's greatest independent social enterprise cinema. 100% of our profits go to charity. Now, we're a first-run cinema showing the latest releases, but we also do a lot of community screenings. And we are currently fundraising for a second screen, or what we're calling The Hub. Now, an example of some of the stuff that we do at the moment is Black History Studies, women-only refugee film clubs, Cinemates, Cinegems, which is for seniors and the hard of hearing. Uh, We've got the Lexi Film School, which we started back in 2018. Uh, Sign for All, which is uh, screenings especially for deaf people. And relaxed screenings, which are aimed towards families and kids on the autistic spectrum. Now, what we want to be able to do is have more of those screenings. And with a second screen, there is so much more that we'd be able to do. So we'd love you to help us fundraise for that. So please visit uh, the website, which is spacehive.com forward slash the Lexi Hub. You can find a link to that in the description. We're fundraising until May the 25th, so please do head there. 
and please be sure to follow the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast on Twitter where you'll be able to see all of the Lexi programming and everything that they're doing. Okay, so guys, that is our, our, our collaboration with the Lexi Cinema in the northwest London side of town. And as much as it says everything, and if you've listened to our radio show, Silver Screen News, if you just thought we'd plug that on K2K Radio, there is a deeper message on this. Are we unlimited card members? Hell yes. Mm-hmm. But we also support local cinema. We support stuff that are local and are out there. And this is something that we are supporting because you know what? At the at the essence and at the core of it all is cinema. And to take a different cinema experience, a different cinema experience. Which it is, is different. And, this is what and I, I love when it. When I went in there, it gives you something. And it's I would very much say it's worth a touch a, a touching base in there, just having a feel of something different. Yep, whether you want to go and actually just watch a movie at the Lexi or whether you want to actually go and support their new crowdfund project. If you are, I guess, you know, we are we are international love here on the Silver Screen Dudes, but we have got a very strong UK contingent. And if you are London-based, I really, really, really recommend this. This is a Silver Screen salutation, a Silver Screen confirms, yeah. a Silver Screen endorsement. It's the blue tick. It's the blue it tick. really is. This <laughs> is verified tick. shit. Go and support the local, uh, the, the Lexi Cinema, please. Um, they are going to be opening up a second screen. That's what the crowdfund is for. It's not a cheap gimmick to try and pocket money. And it's going to be for a lot of good causes. And, I know that they're yeah. doing... Um, the Asian LGBTQ film fest in there. Like they've already got something lined up. Who, by the way, they want to hit us up and talk about that. Okay. So we'll talk. Yeah. That's news for you guys too, but, uh, <laughs> breaking news. Uh, as break, it were. Breaking news. No, but, um, Queer East Fest is uh, interested in working with us. So yeah. Interesting. That's nice. Um, we will talk more of that obviously off out of studio time. Mm. But what I will also say is in this support is, the actual works and support that come from the Lexi yep. to projects outside of cinema. This, you go into a local cinema like this, actually funds charities. Yes, so it does. Support that. And I'm not saying the others don't. I'm not naming any names. I'm just going to call them the others out there in the world of cinema chains. Those who shall not be named. <laughs> They're out there and they offer more variety. We're not going to knock them. There is something in there. But if you have a chance to support something else, to support other projects, the Lexi's the place. 100%. Right, you're worse then. So it comes with your number two. It's the follow-up. It was the Dumb and Dumb. I don't know if you call it two, 2.5, three, whatever. It's two. Because I know there was the Harry Met Lloyd, which wasn't We're there. Me. Bro, I'm right there with you. It, it was so weak. It was damaging to think that the first film was so great. And yeah. they just... You know, Jim, actually, aside from When Nature Calls, he had said he will never do sequels. That was his thing at the time. He didn't want to do sequels. And then he actually came back and done this. And it actually created excitement for me. And I was like, now I get why you didn't want to do sequels. Yeah. Because you, you gave your all in a first film. And maybe it could have been the gap of time, what have you. And maybe it could have been something great had it been done sooner. But what was produced was absolute dog turd. Do you know my confession that I didn't get past 30 minutes of this film? Oh, I watched it to the end. And I, I, really refu- I got I to really a stage, it was when they were in the car and they kept on circling the block. And they kept on ending up back at the same address. I was like, oh shit, is this what I'm in for? No, this it, isn't getting my like time. They tried to recapture some of the magic, like PT came back, you know, with the bird. Did he? They, they, bring him back. they bring him back for some point. There's little bits that they tried to do to bring it back to this universe right okay but it's just like this isn't the same it's not the same you could 
but it was very <laughs> because you wanted to, and yeah, you know, because out of out of desperation and necessity for what Dumb and Dumber was, Dumber and Dumber or whatever it was called, it just wasn't. It just wasn't the same film. I agree. It could not capture what the first did. Yeah. What's your number one then? I went with Stanley Ipkiss, the mask. His major introduction to the whole world. But what, no, it was actually Ace Ventura. No, no, no. I know Pet oh, right, Detective yeah. came out. This is when the world stood up and paid attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what it was is the, the mask literally just showed you... The mask... How can I say this? The actual mask itself was just the parts that is actually humanly impossible to do with your face. Yeah. Everything else Jim Carrey was doing. You know, the, the limitations of what an actual face can do, Jim Carrey does. Yeah. The CG took over. because, And that's why I was like, this is just absolute madness. And it's that you have the shy retiring Stanley Ipkiss, and it's the inside who he wants to be that is absolutely unleashed. Mad wild man. Unleashed in the mask. And, and you know, the mask was so amazing. It blew up in such a way. It introduced us to Cameron Diaz. But oh, it did. <laughs> it, oh, it did. So now, again, I'm going to tell me I'm pretty much Rushmore in this bitch, right? In my statements. But here we go Ace Ventura. The Mask and Dumb and Dumber was so impactful that they all came with cartoon series that yeah. came after. No, they and did. None stood out more than The Mask as a cartoon series. Oh, the Mask it cartoon was, was mental. Hilarious. It was great. They even done a part where I think the Milo, Ace Ventura. Milo put the mask back on. You yeah, remember that? It was that, but also. A devil it, dog! <laughs> Ace Ventura <laughs> appeared on The Mask cartoon. It was yeah, that yeah, huge yeah. That everything, it brought worlds together. It yeah. was just. The Mask was mad. The Carry verse. Yeah. Yeah, oh, mate, I tell you. The gym CU. Yeah. And uh, again, so we have already then, Rehehele, loser. This gave us smoking. Smoking. P-A-R-T-Y. Because I gotta. Yeah. The mask is sensational. It was, it's one of the first walk out of the cinema mouth to the floor experiences that I had yeah. and I it was again it's so fucking relatable yeah. man who's down on his luck in a job he doesn't inherently like going to clubs that she can't afford to go to and being shown up finding something that could give him this little fucking lifeline you know just a little fucking line of coke that's basically <laughs> what the mask was to him it was his little cheeky line you know it's his little bump he, everyone needs a bump now and then just to get out of their hole. And I, th- that wasn't a condoning, condonance of drugs. That's just, not what I'm suggesting. He needed that peak. He needed a peak. He needed to break out of the norm. He needed to break out of the norm. He needed to get out of his skin. And he literally does get out of his skin. And you work into that a really good sort of... Well, not really good. But you work into that a sort of gangster story playing out in the background. And the way that he becomes involved in that is that he ends up robbing the bank. Yeah, that they were meant to be hitting. Why does he rob the bank? Not because he's a bad guy, because he hates the bank because they brought him such misery. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, I love that scene where the cops at his house and Milo's like, (laughs) trying to open the door. Milo, no! (laughs) (laughs) All of it. And, you know, down to the stuff. Even his pajamas are as plain Jane as it gets. You know, he is just the most mundane guy you can meet. And, you know, from being that very quiet, Shy, quiet, retiring Stanley Ipkiss comes a mask who could be. They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the Rampa Beach. 
and they've and got you know, literally the whole police force on him. Yeah. And then the next thing is, oh, do you know what? This is going to be so relatable. And I actually wanted to dedicate this episode to them. And this was absolutely hilarious. Go on, and now. there was no way I could have related this. And this is just to show you the silver screen link that we have, bro. So Annika and Malta, as you know, have brought them back to Germany. I know. Sad. So sad. And I've, this, th- this episode is dedicated to you guys, right? And this will p- p- do it more than anything. That song is for what? Hmm? Da, 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 da. It's for what? What dance do you do? The, the conga line. Right, okay. We are at our friend Maria's house having a games night, right? Malta, love them to bits. We're playing Cards Against Humanity. And oh, he dear. Has this line. And we have, Maria's got this housemate, really cool guy. I do apologize, I can't remember your name. He never plays, but he's also the, he is like the encyclopedia. So anyone, and again, most Maria's from Finland, they're from Germany. There was, even for me, as a UK guy, there was some stuff we don't know. You show him this card, he will explain it to you. Malta shows this guy the card and says, uh, Can you explain what this is? And he goes, Is it cocaine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It says, The conga line. <laughs> we were then on the floor because he thought the conga line was meant a line of cocaine. So do you say it now that this was his cocaine? Yeah. And then you hit me with the yeah. conga line song. It just it just brings it all back into the room. Fair, fair, fair. And we were on the floor there dying with the conga line. <laughs> now the conga line is now like a line of cocaine. <laughs> we'll give you that buzz. But yeah, no, so the good. mask was just. It was just those two sides, and you know, it's it's the the low, the, it's the, the the good guy gets the girl for once, you know, for it once, gives, it, yes. It gives you everything. It gives you absolutely everything. It, you know the way he's over dramatic. He's got all these guns, and it's like fake, you know, bang coming out of all of them. So many. Did you miss me? <laughs> I guess <laughs> not. <laughs> and it's you when know, he you starts watching. Yourself a question. <laughs> <laughs> They like me. They really like me. I mean, how can you take the piss out of Sally Fields as Oscar's Sarah acceptance yeah. speech? That was so harsh. Oh, I know, I they know. like me. They really like me. <laughs> and I, I will be honest. Another reason why this one tops the list for me. And it's only now that I've realized it, actually. Go on. I saw Ace and what have you. But I actually saw this was my first Jim Carrey film in a cinema. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. This is this is big. This me is too. Big. It's um, yeah, it's 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 superb. But um, do you know what I actually think Jim doesn't get enough credit for? He's actually quite an athlete. Yeah, like no one talks about Kerry like this and that. But there's little things he does. Like you pointed something brilliant out a while ago when we were watching um, WWE. We, we was watching a Ricochet match. And you were like, even the way Ricochet gets up to the ring, like, you know, he kind of hangs in air. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was just running and jumping up, but and it was foot up to the ring, but it looked effortless. Yeah, exactly. It's floating, isn't it? Kerry's got that, man. Yeah. Like, it's the little things, like in Pet Detective, when he's sort of hanging on the bar. Yeah. And then he sort of drops his tushy down and then sort of pole votes over it. It's very light, everything he does. Yeah. But I think about when he's dancing in the mask. Yeah, like exactly, it's, it's, yeah. Like he's... It, it, it's there. It's all very fluid. And, it, you know, even when you go back to Pet Detective, as you said, jumping over and it looked to the FEMA mission impossible, and he takes such a, a jump and you think it's something. Even though it's very basic, he can he's, make it's it effortless. Look, yeah, he makes it look grander than it is. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how to use his body. Ah, I love the mask. I love that film. And can I just. <laughs> <laughs> just getting back into my head. 
Milo putting the mask on at the end oh, it's is classic. just it's, it's just and then the guy grabbing his legs and he's and he's dog turns around and growls at him and then goes <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> oh, this is what we got now. I'm all about this. And again, Jim Carrey leaves such a lasting impression. They weren't able to recreate Son of the Mask was nothing. Then they've nothing. tried twice now. Yeah. It was twice. Son of the Was it Son of the Mask and the Mask 2? Yeah. There was both of those. You even had um, Ace Ventura Jr. You know, there was Oh, so dear. Many. Really? It was some kids and they tried. All of these stuff was tried, but Young nothing. Young Ace. Oh, dear. Nothing, nothing, nothing can touch what Jim does, man. The mask is... It's a I was torn. Very... I was really torn into how to... What becomes my number one. Where did I so put it? Passion. So much passion for this guy. I mean, yeah. Shit, man. Number six, but... But none of them are shit. No matter which way you look at these, no. there is none that are terrible. There are none that are terrible. Guess my number one, AJ. Has it been mentioned? Nope. Okay. Lemony Snicket. <laughs> good shout, but no. Jim was good in that, but no. No, no, not Lemony Snicket. It's not... The, it, no, it, there's no way it's the Grinch. There's no way they call it the Grinch. No. Did you call the Grinch? No. <laughs> you gave me those eyebrows like that, but really? Um, Do you know what? I watched the Grinch for the first time for this list. And it's fine. It's f- yeah, it's exactly. fine. Yeah. I'm not the demographic for it. I get why kids like it. It's perfectly sweet. So there's sweet. one that I've been watching. I- okay. Me, myself, and Irene. Nope. Fun with Dick and Jane. Nope. The Yes Man. Nope. You can see I've done my homework on this guy. Um... Well, the fact that I've gone this far and I haven't guessed it means you're going to go very left field on mm-hmm. Um I've touched on the two serious ones that I know. This is more of a serious one than anything. Oh! Go on. This one Give it to me has now. Ewan McGregor in it. Yes. Okay, I can't remember the name. I love you, Philip Morris. There you go. Fuck me. All right. Frank Abagnale can get fucked for life, (laughs) all right? Because this is a true story about a man who conned the system, a la Frank Abagnale. Why people are not talking more about this, I do not know. He fakes, like Abagnale, he fakes being a lawyer, he fakes being a stockbroker, he ends up in prison and manages to fake his way out, and in prison he meets a Philip Morris. He's basically... Am I boring you or something? No, no, no. Uh, this is my to-see <laughs> list. Please never never believe I'm being ignored. He, um, he's in prison because obviously he's been busted for fraud because that's just his, his raison d'etre. Um, but the film catches you so fucking off guard, literally in the first five minutes. Because he's presented as this man who's happily married and everything. And then the next thing you've got is he's like, and I've got one problem. I love fucking... And it's like, and it's a shot of him doing a girl in Doggy. And you're like, okay, so he's, he's an adulterer. So that's his problem is he cheats on his wife. Um, and so he, and he, he gets quite graphic. It's, like he, it's Jim screaming, I'm coming. And then a guy puts his head up and he's like, oh yeah, come in my ass. It's like, the fuck? Oh, and Jim goes, yep, you didn't see that one coming, did you? I'm gay. It's like, ah, okay. 
Now you've got my interest in the first five minutes, not because you're homosexual, but because of the way you have presented your homosexuality. I'm like, this movie's got a sharpness to it. I'm listening, movie. Talk to me. What you got for me? It has a lot. It has a true story about a fraudster who goes to prison, meets Philip Morris, who's played by Ewan McGregor, brilliantly, I'd like to add. They both have a very, very strong bond. They end up getting together in prison. Um, Jim gets out before Philip, I believe, but then the fraudulent stuff comes in again and he wrangles his way into being a lawyer. And it's him as the lawyer who gets Philip out. And I mean, dude, you've got everything from faking his death to buying a big house to getting caught again to Philip finding out that he's a fraudster. And it's mad. The madness of this story all for one highly, highly selfish man. but ve- And it's dark comedy. It's like, you know, the, he's got a daughter with his former wife. And th- th- there's lines which she says to him, and he's like, honey, how's my daughter? And she's like, oh, gosh, she's so much like you. She's like, what, is she learning to like guys now? <laughs> and it's like, the fuck? Dude, have a bit of sensitivity for your wife. Like, damn. But... Yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's a true story. It's very, very Frank Abagnale. So catch me if you can. Good, good, good LGBTQ film. But it, it blew my mind that Jim had this level in him. Okay. Blew my mind. Okay. Will it be what he's remembered for? No. Never, sadly. Never. Do I think it's his best film? Probably not. But do I really like it? Probably because it's brand new to me and that's why it's my one. Yeah. Okay. Rushmore time. Are you ready? Then, for the thousands listening around the world and the two gentlemen in attendance, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to Rushmore! Okay. I think that's an observation. Mm. Thank you, Triple H. And Bruce Buffer, naturally. Okay. <laughs> so, on instinct, on instinct, yes, I would normally say Ace Ventura mm-hmm. as a character, yes. the mask, Dumb and Dumber, and liar, liar. Yeah, probably that. That would be my normal. On, yeah. If you were to ask me, what are the four must-see Jim Carrey movies? I'd probably go with those four. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what the Rushmore's about. The Rushmore's about edutainment. It's not just about being quintessential. If it was just about being quintessential, are those the four quintessential Jim Carrey movies? Fuck yes, they are. But Let, one of the go, things I, is we need some diversity. We need to edutain people. We need to bring in some things that haven't been done. What, we need to I'm, look at different styles of film. The, the, this is the problem. For the first time, for the first time, we normally we'll say... If the aliens were to come down. But because I love those four so much. Aliens, if you ever do come down, listen to this part. I just watch those four. <laughs> now, for the rest of the world. <laughs> for the thousands listening at home. Yeah, for the, yeah. And the new subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, here we go. Let's play this on a different angle. That's the, that's the, that's the go-to Rushmore. Yeah. But the actual Rushmore. Yeah, because yeah, it's Jim Carrey. Let's do this. Alrighty then. The actual Rushmore, the one that will be cemented down. The other one was just in progress. 
I'm going with your number one straight away. Yeah, okay. Yep. I'm then going to go Man on the Moon. Because that's method acting. Which no do we one... go Man on the Moon or do we go with a documentary of Man on the Moon, which is Jim Excuse Manali. me, by the way, for anyone who caught the burp, we have new technology. That probably would have been avoided before. Is it Man on the Moon or is it Jim and Andy, the documentary about Man on the Moon? So the documentary highlights a lot. I think the acting show is the proof in the pudding. Yeah, the thing of is the, the proof on the pudding. Yeah, but it's the, the depth. Do you the, understand Well, the, the documentary, I would say, shows the depth because that shows what happens when the cameras are off. And the fact that he's still fucking going. So it's, it's really hard because we, we've, we've got the same coin, essentially, but one saying heads, the other one saying yeah. tails. <sighs> Do we play the arsehole and make it all one? No. Okay. One's a documentary, the, the, one's not. The, They're a different type of film. No, I know. I know. But if you were to buy the DVD, the documentary could be the bonus features. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying it. Except it's because, on my Netflix. Yeah, I'm just... The reason I'm torn... We can go Man on the Moon. I won't fight you hard on no, it. No, because even the document... You've actually got me thinking, like, possibly documentary, the fact that you can see the fallout, but then the fallout is just going to say, I want to see Man on the Moon, then they'll be like, why did these fucking idiots make me watch a documentary that makes me want to see the film? Yeah. That could have been on the list. That's where I'm torn. So go Man on the Moon. Having listened to us, you know that the documentary's worth... How yeah, de- yeah. deep he went. So let's say Man on the Moon. I'm also tempted to say number 23 for Thriller. But are no, we going no, too no, far? No, no, We're no, going no. too far. So then... I'd not... actually even take my number one off and put Eternal Sunshine on. You can only explain the depth of the two and say which one's worth seeing more. Eternal Sunshine's a deeper film. Okay. So then we will leave off I number 23. Okay. So we, can, we need to put some comedy on. I like, know. Let's so be are, we, are we going to keep two comedy or just one yeah, comedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go two comedy. Instinctively, I would say the mask and ace. Which but then you're only going to say which ace. Yeah. My problem with this is that as much when nature calls is probably gonna grab. But it's like you, you need, don't to need to have seen pet detective. You don't need to, to have seen it, but you, you, it, you, you understand the growth. But then, do you need to know the growth? I think you you understand who ace is more in there in. Pet detective. Disagree. No, he's just wackier, isn't he? He's just it. He's mental in what nature calls. <laughs> or do we eliminate Ace and put Dumb and Dumber in? Arguably one of the best comedies ever made. I like the way that the mask is actually locked in. You kind of have to. But then you have the... No, we've done Lila too many times and I can never pitch for that anyway. Like it's deleted it's anyway, deleted, mate. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, you can't. There is no way you can have a Rushmore with Jim Carrey and not have an Ace Ventura. I'm sorry. As much... <laughs> no, no, no. But are you actually leaving Dumb and Dumber off the list then? But then I... I Damn, Then I'm, This is where we then have to go back onto our situation of then one of the series have to go. Because, I mean, the Ace Ventura is too iconic. It was that Tintin hairstyle that people automatically picture when you say Jim Carrey. (laughs) Tintin hairstyle. No, but it's true when you know it. And what is it? (laughs) Nobody messes with the dude. (laughs) It's more Johnny Bravo than anything. (laughs) 
fucking Tintin. Tintin's got a little quiff in the back. But it was quiffed. It's just a it's bad a quiff. It's a big quiff. That's a whack-ass weave up there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Tintin quiff. It's a weave. Oh, fuck's sake. I don't know. I, th- I actually think we're doing a massive... In- ah! We need to do Twitter Live. <laughs> I would do a Twitter, a Periscope, and an Instagram Live right now. And a Facebook Live. I would, Guys, I would put it out to you. Like, Yeah. We do need that wild card every now and again. Mm. But then it's, it's a bit weird. How, to, how would you get a wild card on this? Oh, shit. Um, do you know what, mate? I'm just going to defer this one to you. Oh, don't, because now you're asking me which ace. Because I'm going to have to do an ace. I'm going to have to do an ace. Pick and I have to go man. with the R. Oh, oh no, no, fuck that. I'm letting you choose Ace yeah. or Dumb and Dumber. If you've got an Ace, no, then, 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 yeah, then that's I'm That's what I was going to say. I won't, I, won't, yeah, I, won't, I won't do you dirty. It's exactly what I was going to say. Mm. But Ace Ventura, the character, has to be there. There is no way you can say... I think people would even imagine that Ace Ventura 3 coming out, this guy is so iconic with Ace. <laughs> so you got all of them locked in, yeah? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the official Movie Man Rushmore of Jim Carrey movies in no particular order is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Our second entry is Man on the Moon. Our third entry is Alrighty then, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Thank you, Sam. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of Jim Carrey movies is... I'm actually going to hit the line that we actually forgot, which is also iconic. Somebody stop me! (laughs) The mask. Well remembered. Right at the death. Yeah, right at the death. Oh, mate. That was, again, liar, liar. Totes emotion, mate. Liar, liar. And dumb and dumber. Apologies. (laughs) Apologies. <laughs> Apologies is what I'm yeah. going to say to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's weird because, you know, you have the... There are so many comedies that I listed out there that are post the, the, the classic era yeah, yeah, of Yeah, yeah, of course. But th- those were the ones. Those are the grail, man. Those are the grail. <laughs> those are the grail. <laughs> they are very good. All right. That is going to be it for this week, guys. Um, as always, please, as we mentioned during our promotion, please be sure to... Follow the Lexi on Instagram and on Twitter. Please be sure if you are in the London area to visit the Lexi Cinema. It is a wonderful little establishment. And please, 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 bringing it closer to home, please be sure to follow the Silver Screen Dudes and the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, CastBox, Shit, man, Podchaser, Deezer. They're out there. If, 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 if you They're found us. They're all there. We are everywhere. Guys. If you found us, we thank you, and we only thank you for spreading the word, I think is the best way to That's it. it. Okay, so until the next time, I am the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. I am Nico Luro. See ya. All right. <laughs>